This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. We are heard at this hour every weekend on this radio station. Really pleased you could be with us. You can talk with Lior now, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lior, how's it going? Hey, Manny, always a pleasure. Always uh, uh, really, really exciting to be back here and to, to educate and inform people about their workplace rights. Uh, I, I, know I do get a sense of satisfaction when people uh, calling me, emailing me, telling me, you know what, you were talking about exactly my situation and, and I feel better, I feel informed. Uh, that, that's really what the point of this show is. We all have jobs, we all have uh, you know, a place we go to work. And man, you know, things do come up often that, uh, you know, people may not understand, may not know, may be struggling with. So, you know what? We're here, here, we're here now till uh, six o'clock answering those uh, questions. We're here. I'm here in the office every single day answering more and more, and more questions. Call us now. Call me at the office if you're more bashful. And, Manny, hopefully we can uh, get some uh, people educated today. Well, you want to reach Lior through the week. It's toll-free, 1-855-821-5900, or you can email Lior help at employmenthour.com. Help at employmenthour.com. Let's have a quick review of the week that was, Lior. Well, Manny, let me uh, start off uh, then with a couple of situations that I dealt with uh, over the past uh, few days. Now, both of these situations have to do with resignations, and they're uh, important reminders that uh, what appears to be a resignation may in fact not be a resignation. Uh, so let me tell you and, and, and break these situations down for you. The first matter, uh, I uh, spoke with the gentleman uh, on uh, Monday, last Monday, and uh, he had uh, had new management come into work, and this new management gave him a very negative performance review. And at the end of the performance review, the manager said, uh, we've concluded that you don't have a future here in this company, uh, and we've decided that we're going to let you go, but out of the goodness of our hearts, we're going to give you the option to resign. So if you want to resign... I'll give the option. Otherwise, we've decided that, uh, that that's the end of the road. So he went back home, thought about it, and indeed uh, wrote to them and said, "Yes, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna resign, and uh, that's it. I'm I'm gone." Uh, now, uh, luckily for him, his brother actually heard our show recently and said, "Now you know what? Just call Lior. Call Lior in any event." And he called me on Monday, and I spoke to him. And here's what I told him: This is actually not a resignation. If your employer decides that you're not going to be working there, as happened to him, they've made that decision. It's their decision, not yours. Then it's not a resignation, even though you use the words, I resigned. He did not have the option to continue working. This was not a situation when he that he made the decision, you know what, I don't want to be working for this company anymore. The company made that decision. So because of that, despite the fact that they, quote unquote, gave him the option and he resigned, it's not a resignation. It's a termination in the eyes of the law, which means that he's owed full severance. And for him, he had been with the company for six years. I assessed him as being owed around eight to nine months pay. Very important. 
So uh, if you leave because someone says you have no choice, that is not a resignation, not even close to being that. Now, a lot of people think, Manny, that it's better in some situations to resign than to be let go. Listen, if you've stolen from the company, you've done something that bad, well, yeah, maybe just resign. But in this situation, because they're not happy with your performance, no, let them let you go if that's what they want. Get your full severance. Don't resign. Don't make it easier for the company. Uh, so it's, there's a very important lesson there, Manny. Well, it sure is an important lesson because most employers might think, well, if he or she takes a resignation, we don't have to pay the type of severance. And uh, most people want to leave by giving a resignation because it looks better for the next employer as opposed to being let go. I'm, all of those factors factor in, but you're saying, as I understand it, that when is a resignation not a resignation? Well, in this particular case, it wasn't a resignation because he had not factored into the decision. Only the company had. Yeah, a resignation, Manny, is something that a person does voluntarily and unilaterally, which means no one can tell you to resign. If you made the decision voluntarily, unilaterally, not because you felt you had no choice, you made that decision, then that is a resignation. If someone else influences that decision, makes you, coerces you, tells you to do it, and, and then you end up doing it, it's not a resignation. But Manny, let me tell you about another situation where also, on the face of it, it appeared to be a resignation, but it really wasn't. Uh, in this situation, the, 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 the gentleman I spoke with uh, had gotten into a bit of a, of a shouting match with his boss. And, yeah, you know, th some things were said that shouldn't have been said. You know, probably cooler heads should have prevailed. Be that as it may, uh, this gentleman eventually says to his boss, that's it, I can't take this anymore, I'm out of here. Uh, and sure enough, he goes to his office, he, he grabs whatever he can, and he marches out the door. Goes home, probably speaks with his wife, and thinks to himself, what the heck did I just do? Uh, this was not what I wanted. I was, I was, you know, upset. I don't want to be out of a job. I can't afford to be out of a job. And first thing he does in the morning, he contacts his employer and says, I want to come back to work. Didn't mean to leave. Uh, I want to be back as soon as possible. His employer responds, too, too bad. We've accepted your resignation. Uh, you can come collect the rest of your stuff. You're gone. And, and that's when uh, he had contacted me. And he wanted to know, you know, he understood that he had he left essentially, but he wanted to know, is there something that he could do? Now, these situations, Manny, are actually quite common. And the law understands that a resignation that happens in the heat of the moment is not a real resignation. There have been many cases, and our courts have made it very clear that if you resign in the heat of the moment, as long as you take it back fairly quickly, that's fine. You haven't resigned. And if the employer refuses to take you back in that situation, that becomes a termination. So in this case, he had resigned the day, the, on one day. The very next day, told his employer, no, no, heat of the moment, didn't mean it. His employer said, absolutely not. We, we've accepted your resignation. No, they can't do that in that situation. That does become a termination. This gentleman actually had worked for the company for 15 years. So I had assessed him as being owed 16, 17, maybe as much as 18 months pay. Significant severance. So remember, a resignation in the heat of the moment, no, I don't recommend doing that. But it's not a resignation as long as you take it back quickly. If you wait a month to do it, too late. If you take it back quickly, if the employer refuses to take you back, that's a termination. Well, you know, they put a whole Seinfeld episode together on that very thing where George Costanza resigned and then thought about it when he got home and tried to get his job back. 
And sure enough, he did not get his job back. But that uh, that is... <laughs> he should have called me. <laughs> he should have called you. That is wild. I didn't realize that. I thought, once you say, I quit, you've quit. You know, the law does recognize there's this heat of the moment. And, and you know, if you don't really mean it, now, especially if the employer hasn't relied on this resignation. If the company goes immediately and hires another person the moment you left, well, they've relied on it. Well, maybe at that point it's too late. That's why it's so important to take it back very quickly. I've had several situations over the years when someone said, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I just resigned in the heat of the moment. And I said, well, the first thing you do as soon as you get off the phone, you email the company and you call them and you tell them, I want to come back. I didn't mean to. And if they say no, at least now we know that we can get you compensation. We can get you severance because it's not a resignation. 604-280-9898 to speak with Lior or star 9898 on your cell. You can reach Lior through the week toll-free 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. I don't think we've received so much mail as this week. Lior, when we talked last week about full-time employees uh, not claiming overtime, and uh, I know you wanted to talk about that again this week. I think that's just so huge that even if you're a full-time salaried employee, you are owed overtime. Yeah, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there. That's one of the big ones, Manny. And a lot of employers get this wrong. Employees get this wrong. People believe that I don't get overtime if I'm on a salary. Uh, I only get overtime if I'm an hourly employee. Well, that's wrong. Unless you're working in an exempt position, for example, managers are exempt, uh, certain professionals, doctors, lawyers, etc., are exempt. Unless you're in one of those positions, even if you work in a overtime uh, or sorry, in a full-time position with a, a regular salary, not an hourly rate, you get overtime. You get time and a half or hours over 40 hours a week, uh, and and there's no exceptions to that. And by the way, and I, I mentioned that last week, that may even be true if it's not formally approved. As long as that work was necessary to be done, you had to do the work, the employer has to pay it. 604-280-9898. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with your call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Any workplace issue you want to talk to Lior about, now is the opportunity. You're listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. Got lots to cover in the rest of the show, including something really fun, severancepaycalculator.com, severancepaycalculator.com. You go to that website, Lior's put that together, and you uh, punch in a couple of the little answers that you'll be asked, and you will figure out how much you are entitled to should you be terminated. It's that easy. Severancepaycalculator.com. we got some calls for you, Lior, at 604 204- 280-9898-604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Rick, welcome to the show. Um, in the job I'm in right now, I'm paid the mileage, which I think is set out by the federal government, about 52, 54 cents a kilometer. Um, and I have to use my own car. I have to pay extra insurance, et cetera. Uh, but um, I don't uh, get a car allowance. I'm just wondering what the rules are in terms of using your own car for business. Great question, uh, Rick. Thank you for for that. And 
you know, the law ultimately stays out of those matters, uh, you know, as long as the other rules as relates to, you know, minimum wage and, and uh, allowances or, or uh, mileage allowances are covered, the law doesn't require an employer to pay uh, a car allowance. So if you use your own car, I mean, you may get some, some uh, tax write-off benefits for that. Uh, your employer pays gas. Uh, as long as that was the deal, in other words, that was the agreement from the time you started, then that's fine. Now, if that wasn't the deal, if you were supposed to get a car allowance or use the company vehicle initially, and then the company said, we've changed our minds, we want you to use your vehicle, well, that's a problem. They, they can't necessarily change things midstream. But if that was always the deal, Rick, uh, the fact that they're not paying a car allowance doesn't actually contravene any law. I see. Yeah, I, there was no deal either way. Just just the fact that they would supply the um, kilometer uh, rate. Um, but, uh, okay, well, so I guess... Uh, I guess well, hey, Rick, why don't you just ask them for a car allowance? Uh, I have. It's, it's uh, being thought about. <laughs> okay, we'll that's good. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no charge for that advice, by the way. Uh, Lior is the expert <laughs> on the show. Uh, to reach Lior and ask him about any of your workplace issues, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. Some of the big mistakes employers make, Lior, dealing with workplace harassment issues yeah and, and employers make this mistake often it's it's very easy to try to sweep things under the rug if an employer is faced with a harassment allegation a harassment complaint it's very easy for the employer to say ah, i'm sure things will resolve themselves or i've even se- seen employers say things such as oh you know boys will be boys well that's just not acceptable in this day and age employers have to and must deal with harassment issues uh, seriously, they have to investigate whenever a harassment allegation is being made. They have to, to talk to the parties involved. In some situations, even bring an, in an outside investigator if it's a more complex issue. And at the conclusion of the investigation, depending on the result, they have to take appropriate remedial action. Uh, it's, it's unacceptable to ignore. It's unacceptable not to do something about it. Uh, and certainly, uh, it, it is completely a, a bad idea for the business to simply because in many situations, many have seen this time and time again, if an employer ignores harassment issues, things can get worse and they may end up having employees go off on a medical leave, a disability leave, which of course can cause havoc in the workplace. Uh, so that's bad for the employer. Certainly it's bad for the employee. In other situations, the failure to deal with a harassment complaint could result in a constructive dismissal. It's a poison work environment. An employee has a right to work in a positive and a supportive work environment. If the employer does something to, uh, to prevent that from happening, well, then the employee may be able to leave and require the company to pay severance. So the, the rule is, the bottom line is, if an employee brings up a harassment complaint, the employer has to take it seriously. The employer can't ignore it, should investigate, take remedial action, whether that may be providing, uh, uh, I don't know, training to the guilty party, uh, disciplining the the guilty party, even maybe a termination in some situations. You have to deal with it. And uh, it's just a a potential uh, minefield of problems if you ignore it and if you decide to simply uh, let things go. Very bad idea, Manny. Well, small and medium size businesses, which are the majority of businesses in British Columbia, they don't have HR departments to deal with this. How is 
you know, the average employer expected to be up on the HR issues. And, and, you know, that's a very good point that a lot of employers think, well, you know, I'm not equipped to deal with that. Unfortunately, uh, for for that employer, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, the law doesn't distinguish between large employers and small employers when it comes to these things. The law is very clear that an employer has to, to investigate. In some situations, you know, if it's a small company, it may be the president of the company himself or herself that has to deal with it. Uh, in other situations, as you said, the company may have dedicated people, HR people, uh, but you, you cannot, you know, you, you cannot bring employees in and then ignore your obligations as employers. If you're a big enough employer to have employees working for you, then you're a big enough employer to have to deal with those issues, to deal with harassment issues, to investigate them and take remedial action. Now, there you go. Every employer listening to this radio show today, <laughs> there's your heads up. Six zero four two eight. Yeah, you have to do it. Six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell to speak with Lior. Emails Lior uh, Fran. I have worked for a small company for twenty six years. We just found out the business is closing at the end of the month. The owner says that because we have a small company, they do not have to pay severance. Is that right? That's another one of those big misconceptions, uh, Manny, that I see all the time that some uh, individuals believe, a lot of employers believe, that somehow the size of the company uh, affects things. You know, we're a small company, we don't have to pay severance, or or maybe uh, we don't have to pay as much severance as, as a bigger company. That is wrong, that is false. So, so, Fran, here's the thing. If you've been working for the company for all these years, of course you're owed severance. Now, depending on your age and the specific job that you had, it could be as much as two years' pay. So the fact that you're working with a company that maybe only has one or two other employees, it does not matter. It doesn't change the analysis. Whether you work for a company with two employees or 2,000 employees, the severance that you get is the same. The severance is based on the three main factors, which is age, position, and length of employment, not the size of the company, not the size of the company's payroll. None of that changes the analysis. It's one of the biggest misconceptions that I see every single day. Uh, oftentimes, employers genuinely believe that. So, Fran, y- you're going to be wrongfully dismissed here at the end of the month when the company shuts its doors. Let's deal with it now. Give me a call off air. Let me help you to make sure that you get severance. Potentially, we're talking about two years' pay. Toll free to reach Lior through the week, one 821 5900 or email help at employmenthour.com to reach Lior now, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Much more when we come back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. So now's your chance to get the best brain in the biz, uh, to give you a little free consult here if you're having a workplace issue, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to reach Lior through the week, toll free, 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. But right now, live show, 604-280-9898. Let's quickly touch on that severancepaycalculator.com. Lior, this is one of the most fun things I've done in a long time i think you're having too much fun with it uh manny well i'm going on it too often i'm going on it too often (laughs) 
that's the problem. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to change that quickly, you know. I know. I know. Uh, so I, I'm. I'm glad that uh, you're enjoying it, and it is a, an interesting tool, even if you're not uh, losing your job or haven't lost your job. You, just if you're curious, you know, it's being armed with that information because as soon as you, you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you find out how much severance you would be owed. You know that now. You have that information. And if a year from now, a week from now, whenever it is, something happens, you will, you'll, you'll remember that. And you'll think, wait a second. They've told me I get six months severance. I remember I did the severance calculator that said I get 12 months severance. We have a problem. So go to severancepaycalculator.com and input three pieces of information. It asks you for your age the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment. It's very simple. You just pick it from drop-down menus. It takes seconds, literally seconds, and you're done. It's going to tell you whether you, you get two-month severance, 12-month severance, 24-month severance, anything else in between. It's free. It's accurate. Uh, it's completely anonymous. You don't need to do anything other than check it out for yourself out of curiosity. And, of course, certainly, if you just had that unfortunate meeting where you're walking out of that uh, boardroom with your severance papers in hand, first place you go to is severancepaycalculator.com. Severancepaycalculator.com. One of the best things you can do for the rest of uh, the day, and that is spend a few seconds, and that's all it takes to figure out exactly what you would be owed should those two words, which no one wants to hear, you're fired, uh, should come your way. But that's where Lior steps in and steps up to the plate with the best advice possible from a legal point of view, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I want to go back to Fran for a moment, uh, Lior. She sent us an email. She'd worked for this small company for... Uh, over 25 years, she found out the business is closing at the end of the month, but the owner had told her that because they have such a small company, they really don't have to pay her much severance. What happens in the case of a small business owner who simply doesn't have the dough? You know, uh, probably the, the, the best defense uh, in one of those situations is we don't have the money. You know how the old saying goes, you can't get blood from a stone. Well, the same thing happens uh, in employment situations. If, if your employer owes you $100,000, I'm just going to pick a number, $100,000 in severance, and if they don't have $100,000, it's going to be very difficult to, to, to get that money. That, now, that said, that said, a company, any company, all right, small, big, medium-sized, has certain assets, including equipment, including property, uh, it has uh, accounts payable, in other words, money that, that other their clients or customers owe to them. And just because a company may be shutting down doesn't mean that it doesn't have money or assets. It simply means that they've decided it's no longer profitable to continue uh, running the business. Uh, now, the only time really where it's you know the, the, uh, the door shuts down or, or shuts out completely down is when a company is formally in bankruptcy. In a situation where a company is formally in bankruptcy, then guess what? Unfortunately, the employee uh, that's been let go lines up with many other unsecured creditors, which in most cases means the employee is going to get nothing or maybe pennies on the dollar. But anything other than bankruptcy, in almost every other situation, it's possible and likely and it's not even difficult to recover severance. So don't assume ever that the company doesn't have the financial ability to pay. The law is the law. And they have to pay unless, of course, they formally declare bankruptcy. Well, I don't want to belabor uh, this particular point, Lior, but I think it's important to know that uh, where you stand on the list of creditors, if a, a business is closing down and they owe money, uh, say, to an equipment supplier, well, where does uh, 
ex-employee fall in that list of creditors. Yeah, and uh, it really comes down oftentimes to, to who made the, the, the claim, the demand first. Who made that claim first? Uh, an employee is usually considered an unsecured creditor when it comes to uh, severance, which means that any secured creditors, usually it's a bank, uh, stand in line first before the employee. But in terms of unsecured creditors, the employee is always going to be in the top of the line, the, the right at the front of the line. Uh, and oftentimes it's about, you know, pursuing the matter quickly while there's still, you know, you know, to be blunt, money to be had. So if I ever have a concern about the company's financial viability, I'd rather not wait. I'd rather pursue the matter now because in a year from now, I'm, I'm concerned that the company at that point may not have resources. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to speak with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading labor and employment lawyers. Whatever your workplace issue is, Lior will answer that for you to reach Lior through the week toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com, help at employmenthour.com. Brian needs a little help. He writes, Dear Lior, I was just laid off and my employer told me I only get severance if they don't call me back to work. That doesn't sound right, is it? You know, Manny, it's, uh, it, this concept of, of a temporary layoff is very confusing to many people. A lot of people think that, you know, if I'm on a temporary layoff, I still, uh, I still am employed and only and only if my employer doesn't call me back at the end of this temporary layoff, do I get severance. So, so let's set that record straight. A temporary layoff is a termination. An employer does not have a right to unilaterally lay an employee off temporarily. The only exception to that is situations where there's an employment agreement that has specifically uh, says that, that the employee has that right. A temporary layoff is a termination. Why is it a termination? Well, man, if I told you that I'm gonna, I'm your employer, and I'm gonna reduce your pay by fifty percent, you would immediately think you can't do that. That will be a constructive dismissal. We spoke about that on the show. Well, what if I told you I'm going to reduce your pay by 100%? Well, that's what a layoff is, right? You're not going to get paid. So, of course, that is a termination. So, here's the answer. If you've been laid off temporarily, you have a choice. The choice is this. You can decide to not do anything, and you can sit at home and wait and hope that the company calls you back. Or you can treat that layoff as a termination now and pursue your severance right now. The problem with sitting at home and waiting is, number one, in the meantime, you don't have income, and you still have to pay the bills. You know, the bills don't go away, and maybe in a few months you'll get called back, but maybe you won't. That's problem number one. Problem number two is by sitting at home and waiting, if the employer does call you back and you do go back to work, what you've done just there is you've given the employer the right to do it again in the future. So even though I've said a temporary layoff is illegal, it does become legal if you let the employer do it. So see, they did it now, you let them do it, you went back to work three months later, well, guess what? They may do it again now and again and again because you let them do it. So my advice generally, if you've been uh, laid off temporarily, supposedly, treat that as a termination. Let's get you your severance and move on because you don't want to open that door to a situation where now you can be laid off for months every year. Very bad idea. Well, we how many emails and calls have we got from construction workers who fall into that very category? You know, they're laid off temporarily, and they figure, well, we'll get a call back. And uh, thankfully, there's a Lior Samfiro around to tell you, no, you're, you're, 
you've been terminated. <laughs> if they want to call you back a month down the road, that that's fantastic. But in the meantime, you better cough up a severance package. Speaking of which, Lior, let's take a look at how severance packages are structured. I am in the fortunate position, I guess, um, that I don't think I've ever seen a severance package, certainly not with my name on it. That I recall. <laughs> well, so, I don't even know what it looks fortunate. like. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> so, what is it? He's got your name, address, and uh, here's what we're giving you. Well, the first thing the severance uh, package, the severance letter, termination letter, all this, all mean the same thing. Is going to do is going to confirm that your employment is going to be terminated, and and it would say when. So, is it effective now? So, in other words, today is your your last day, or maybe it's effective some date in the future, and, and you're getting notice of that. Most situations happen when the termination is immediate. Then the the severance letter is going to outline what the company is going to pay the employee, regardless of anything. So maybe outstanding wages, outstanding vacation pay. Uh, they're going to pay the minimum amount of severance that's required by statute. And then there's going to be the offer portion. And the offer portion is going to say, if you sign off on the severance letter, we're also going to pay you these additional amounts. Now, that's where in most cases the problem arises because those additional amounts in 90% of cases, if not more, are completely inadequate and insufficient. So on many situations, a letter would say, you know, if we sign this, you will get an extra, I don't know, three months pay for an, as an example, where in fact the employer may owe eight months pay. So that's, that's going to be a portion of the, the severance letter. And then, of course, the last thing that the letter is going to say is it's going to provide a deadline. So we've made you this offer, employee, and now we need you to sign this by this day, by Friday at 5 o'clock, say, or else you don't get what we've offered you. Then, of course, there's going to be a, a release to sign. Uh, so that's really the, the way the offer or the severance letter is structured. There's the amounts that you get anyway. There's the offer, the deadline, and the release. So if you don't sign by Friday at 5, does that open it up for negotiation? I know there's a statute of limitations, but that that is insinuating, I'm assuming, to the employer that you're seeking out some legal advice. Well, a lot of people get very, very stressed out by that deadline. So my company is offering me this amount of money, and if I don't sign by Friday, I don't get it. Oh, my gosh, I better sign and accept this now, or else I don't get it. And I need this money because I just lost my job, and I got bills to pay, and I got all these financial obligations. The problem with that is because the offer is inadequate, if you sign it and accept it, you just accepted an inadequate offer, and you can't go back once you've done that. Manny, the deadline is meaningless. Someone's legal rights don't expire Friday at 5 or Thursday at 6 or any other time. In fact, you have two years to pursue your legal entitlements. So that deadline is completely irrelevant. Now, the only time that deadline could be relevant, irrelevant hypothetically is if the company is offering you more than what it should be offering you, in which case you would want to accept it before they change their mind. Manny, I've been doing this for 15 years. I have yet to see a severance offer that's better than what it needs to be. At best, at best, it may be as good as it needs to be, but not better. <laughs> so because of that, anyone listening to us now, you have my permission to ignore that deadline. You need to take as long as you need to to get advice, to understand what they're offering you, to, to make sure that you've digested and accepted what your legal rights are. Don't be stressed out. Don't lose sleep over this, this deadline. It's a pressure tactic, nothing more. Well, I, I'm sorry, I chuckled right in the middle of that very important point you were making, Lior. I, I, I'm sure you have never seen a company offer more than they were legally bound to offer, and that's why 
in nine out of ten cases, that severance package, as you pointed out on the show in the past, Lior, is insufficient. You are actually owed more. And to figure out exactly what you might be owed, you can always either call us now or you can go to severancepaycalculator.com, severancepaycalculator.com. It's a free service that Lior has set up, and uh, you answer three questions, and boom, uh, you'll figure out what you are if you are to be terminated. We'd love to hear from you, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, back in a moment. And you're back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. We're heard at this hour every weekend on this radio station. This is uh, the time you should be calling uh, Lior because we've only got a few minutes left and we've got so much to fill in those remaining moments. I do want to take your calls, however, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi there. Hi. Hi. I have a question for Lior. Hi, Lior. Hi, Jennifer. Um, um, I was hoping my son was something. He's just 23 and... He went. Uh, he worked for a company um, head offices in uh, Montreal, and he worked in Vancouver. And never missed a day of work. Worked there for um, three years, um, less a week, I guess. And he went on sick leave February fifth, and he wouldn't be able to return till July. Um, so when he tried to get his record of employment. He couldn't get it, and EI couldn't get it. Uh, they, they just refused to take um, our calls or EI's. So EI just made a judgment call and, um, you know, accepted this claim without it. And um, much later, uh, we did get the record of employment, and it showed M in the box, which means dismissed. Um, right. And so uh, we had to go through the employment standards branch. I called them and um, they sent off a letter to them. And so my son got his severance pay, but we have yet to been able to get a response. And like, why is he fired? Like there's no reason. Um, We can't get a response out of them at all. Um, But you know, what do you put on the resume and stuff? I mean, he never missed a day of work. Yeah, he never Jennifer. One uh, vacation day. Yeah, he got promoted yeah. three times. Let, let me let me give you some thoughts, Jennifer. There's there's a few things to discuss here. Unfortunately, one of the mistakes that you've made in, in, in trying to help your son is uh, going through the uh, through the employment standards branch. Uh, because of that, you know, he was he was owed a lot more than the severance that you got. You got him three weeks' pay, I'm sure, or maybe even two weeks' pay if he had less than three years of employment. He could have been owed as much as four, five, or six months' pay. Unfortunately, as I've touched on before on the show, the Ministry of Labor, the Employment Standards Branch, can only get someone a portion of their entitlements, not their full entitlements. But by going that route, you're not prevented from getting the full entitlements. So one of the the, the things that someone should not do ever if they lose their job and they're uh, pursuing their termination entitlements is, of course, go through the Ministry of Labor to the uh, Employment Standards Branch. Now... uh, in this case, if they let him go when he's on a medical leave of absence, that easily could be a human rights issue. Uh, it's right. illegal to let someone go because 
they're on a, a medical leave and a disability leave, they can't do that. doesn't matter uh, if, if they're upset that he's not there. That's illegal. So one of the things we may want to consider here is a human rights complaint. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to deal with that matter, to get him some additional compensation now that he's off work and, and you know, he may take longer to find another job. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they can't hide behind the fact that uh, they just issued a record of employment. Now, that's not so so relevant for uh, the purpose of a, of a resume. I mean, you're not going to put in a resume, you know, he was let go for medical conditions. Ideally, you'd want to work out a deal with the company at the conclusion of this human rights complaint well, where they will give him a letter of reference and agree to simply call this a termination without cause. And that's something that you can do in the future and tell prospective employers. But I have concerns, of course, about the termination itself being illegal. I, I really wish uh, you know you hadn't gone through the Ministry of Labor because there would have been several months of severance here uh, in addition to that. But right. we do need to speak off air, Jennifer, about the human rights aspect of this matter. Uh, right. So please do give me a call this week at the office. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I can get your number. Or, um... Yeah, you just you just stay on the line, uh, okay. Jennifer, and uh, Matt next door will give you the uh, toll-free number to reach Lior and the uh, email okay. address as well. Can they just not give you a reason why? Like, you know, like they just put dismissed and not re- answer you when you request several times. Why did you? Yeah. And, well, I, so, I guess Jennifer, the, strictly speaking, a, a, an employer is not required to, to tell an employee why the employee oh. uh, w- why the employee is being let go, as long as full severance is paid. But this may be an exception to that because of the timing of the termination. When your son is on a medical leave, uh, they, they're going to have to justify this termination. They're going to have to okay. try to show somehow that it was completely and utterly unrelated to the disability. I, I doubt that they can do that, which is why I want to call them on it. Okay. Okay, thanks, Leor. Okay, thank you, Jennifer, for calling the show. 280-9898, throw a 604 in front of that, of course. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. There's no charge uh, for that. Uh, She raises a point, Leor, that I'd like a little clarification on. Uh, Should you ask for an exit interview if you are being terminated? And does an employer uh, have an obligation to give you an exit interview? So let me start with the second question first, which is, uh, does an employer have to give you an exit interview? And the, and the answer is, unfortunately, not. Uh, the, the general rule when it comes to termination of employment is that the employer can let the employee go at any time and pretty much for any non-discriminatory reason, as long as severance is paid, which means that an employer is not, there's no, there's no law that requires an employer to give a detailed explanation or to sit down with an employee and give reasons. Now, there, there, there's a good ethical business reasons why an employer should want to do that and should agree to the, do that, uh, but there's no legal obligation. And in my experience, most employers uh, w- will say no and, and they are not going to, to want to discuss the reasons for termination. Uh, I don't necessarily, uh, I mean, I, I, in my view, if someone is let go, should they ask for it? I think uh, probably is not much to be gained because the the reality is even if the employer is going to agree to sit down and talk to you, you have no way of knowing that they're going to be truthful and honest and they're going to provide you with the real reasons. So I, I don't necessarily believe that that's an exercise that's going to result in, in too much uh, valuable information. So I, I, I never really recommend doing it. 
Lior, once again, uh, time has run out. I wish we had a second hour together uh, back-to-back, but uh, they're pulling the plug on us at this hour. So uh, here's how you reach Lior through the week. Toll-free, 1-855-821-5900, or email help at employmenthour.com. Don't forget to try out the Severance Pay Calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. You have been listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. We'll see you next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.